Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. You alright there, Jay? Jay, you alright, lad? Look like you're enjoying yourself there. Sorry, mate, <laughs> just, just reading, just, you know, just reading a lovely headline, nice little article there. Hello everybody, welcome back to the best episode of the Copyright Podcast we've ever done because it's the day after the night before. I'm Jay Pearson, I've got Mick Moran with me, and I've also got Dave from Dave's LFC Chats, an amazing YouTube channel, one of the biggest passionate Liverpool fans we've ever had. Dave, welcome to the channel, mate, how are you? Absolutely delighted to be here, baby, it's Christmas Day, it's beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful, mate. Uh, Mick, how's your head today? Went good this morning, not going to lie. Uh, I was like, oh, oh. Need to turn my laptop on to start working from home. I was like, I've got enough energy to get over, turn it on, but I've got to get back in bed as well. So I had my laptop <laughs> in bed. I was like, but this is the life. Boss night, we can't. Yeah, it's what dreams are made of, innit? Absolutely. Dave, how was your night, mate? What did you get up to? Uh, I, I actually did the socially distanced thing. I stayed at home. I watched it on telly with my little girl. I had a few beers, of course. Um, and did a video after it. I went live on YouTube. But... To be honest, I actually celebrated the night City or Chelsea beat City when we actually won it that night. I a bottle of champagne, I went crazy because I was in work today, so I had to go easy. <laughs> but the celebrations are going to continue, guys, for a few weeks yet. So plenty yeah. of time for celebrations, plenty of time. Absolutely, mate. That's that's the great thing about it, isn't it? Because we've known that we've been sort of sort of winning it for for a long time now. We've had a chance to get our heads around it, but. Obviously, the moment we all dreamed of last night, 30 years, and finally, you know, we are, have been officially crowned the new uh, champions of the Premier League. And Mick, how boss does that sound when it's said out loud? It's, yeah, I think when we touched on it after, like Dave said, the, the game after Man City Chelsea, it was confirmed. It didn't feel real. It feels a bit more real now that I've seen Jordan Henderson, that big shiny bastard last night. But it's still, it's still, yeah, it'll. Still hasn't sunk in properly. Like I still now and again, I'll go on the phone and I'll just go Liverpool, Liverpool honours. Scroll down and see Premier League. 
this year champions and it's just yeah it's just it's just seeing little things like that and then obviously seeing Twitter today full and Instagram today full of all the lads content and LFC putting out love, some great stuff on the dressing room and all the celebrations and that it was just give me that content for the rest of my life because that's what yeah it's awesome. Dave what does it mean to you? To be honest it's actually relief I mean, the first thing for me with Liverpool, and we all know the 30-year trick. I've been following Liverpool since the 80s. And, and for me, all my mates are United fans. A lot of Liverpool, of course, as well, but they've been giving me stick for 30 years, to be honest. <laughs> so now I'm able to go on. So it's beautiful. And <laughs> it's actually, as I said earlier, it's relief. It's emotional, it's relief. It's, it, it's everything combined, rolled into one. As I said, it's like Christmas Day, basically. It's like Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, it's the perfect way to sum it up, isn't it? I think we're all feeling exactly what, what Dave's feeling, aren't we, Mick? And, but Mick, Jordan Henderson's name is now etched among the greatest captains that this club has ever had, especially from a title-winning perspective anyway. But when it comes to finding somebody who could lift that trophy, there was there was no one better than Jordan Henderson to lift that trophy, was there? Absolutely not. And I, I put a tweet up on the cop a couple of days ago, like, uh, I think it was 418 days he's lifted. Champions League, Super Cup, Club World Cup, now the Premier League. If you would have said that a couple of years ago, obviously he's been at the club for ages now. He was obviously yeah. a lot, and obviously the impending the, the transfer to Fulham that didn't happen. Obviously, with Clint Dempsey, we were looking to sign him, which is mad when you think back that now. And all that turmoil he went through and getting stick forever, and it's only recently, probably the last two years, where he started to get that recognition he actually deserves. And yeah, he's he's just a model professional, isn't he? He goes about the way he goes about his stuff on and off the pitch. We talk about the week in, week out. I, I I've loved the lad since we since we signed him. Just your commitment to the, the cause and just putting in that hard work and graft, blood, sweat and tears, getting to the position he's in. Leading uh, footsteps of Stephen Gerrard, which no one could have done. No one could have replaced Stevie J and the player and the uh, the respect that he got. But he's he's starting to get that recognition he deserves now on him. I really am. And like you said, it couldn't couldn't have happened to a better fella, a better player. Uh, but Mick, yeah, that's absolutely well said about Jordan Henderson, mate. It, it it is a testament to the man. But Dave, when you looked at the uh, the podium last night and the the presentation of of what the club had to do, and we we all knew that we we weren't going to be in the stadium. It wasn't going to be the same that the way the Premier League's been presented for the, for the past thirty odd years. But I think the club did absolutely spot on, didn't they, with, with the presentation. I, I thought it was everything about it was fantastic. Yeah, and it was good. I think on the 11th hour, the families were allowed in to uh, get, get in on the celebration as well, which I thought was good. Um, we, we knew it was going to be different, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, never been done before. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy year, to be honest. The, like, not even football-wise, I'm on a bit world-wise. It's just madness. Yeah. We're living in strange, strange times. But I just thought the Premier League itself did very well to get the Premier League finished. It finishes this weekend, of course, and they did very well. I know we had the German League before it, which is a good template to watch and say, right, keep an eye on the Germans. The Germans do things quite well. So if you can follow the Germans and see what they do, <laughs> the template is set for us. So that helped us in a way. And then um, put the but as I said, the Premier League deserve a big shout as well for the way they've handled the whole situation and did the testing and just the whole situation and Liverpool Football Club as well. But to be honest with you, this I, I think this has highlighted to all, mainly the top clubs, never mind the, the lower league clubs, but the top clubs in the Premier League and the world, how important fans are. I just think 
This has highlighted, if there was ever a doubt that fans are important, not only to the atmosphere of the ground at Anfield, at Old Trafford, anywhere, even League One, League Two sides, this last two or three months, without them being there, has been a huge highlight and they should be getting looked after a lot more. Prices of jerseys, season tickets and everything else. That's just what I think. Yeah, and, and Mick, Dave makes an absolutely valid point there with, 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 with how important the fans are. And we'll just take the first part of what Dave said in terms of the atmosphere of what the crowd would have been if we would have been in that stadium. Now, let's not forget that if we were allowed in and all that sort of stuff, it would have been on a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock, five o'clock being lifted in the old sort of English traditional way. But that light show last night and the fireworks and stuff like that, you could be given to sort of, because how dark it was, you could be given to forget the fans were there in a little way, couldn't you really? And the photographs and everything, it just looks fantastic. And, you know, to quash the room, it didn't cost a fucking million pounds to do it. It only cost about 50 grand from the club. And when the Premier League pitched in as well. And together, they just produced something that was absolutely incredible. Yeah, they did, they did something that obviously did the best they could in the circumstances. It was, like, like Dave said, it, it, was, it was a great little spectacle. And it was, it, it was different. And we haven't seen anything like it. And I don't think we will again, because I imagine next year the fans will probably be in there. Maybe not full capacity, but in some capacity, I imagine. Uh, no, it was, it was great. And, and, and like Dave said, like, there's, there's a lot of chat about how important fans are and for me footy without fans is is, is 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 mad because it's fans are all literally the, the be all and end all for me it's like they said like jerseys and prices and prices of tickets and stuff like that's always a bone of contention isn't it but uh, no whether, whether you could especially at Anfield we the games that we played recently if we had the, the, the lads in there and fan, full capacity of fans in there We'd probably go on and, and beat City's uh, 100-point record because we're getting sp- we're spared on by the crowd. And it, it is a bit different because it does feel a bit tra- training training game type of mm-hmm. feel to some of the games. And obviously, we, we did turn it on last night. We turned it on against Crystal Palace and battered them. But a couple of games in there, I think we would have probably done it if we had the fans in there. And if that doesn't prove we, that we need them in there, then I don't know what does. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, and obviously, Dave, we've, we've seen that uh, presentation last night and the lads all had their iPhones out and all that sort of stuff. And... It looked great from the content and the content's rolling in all the time and every hour there's, there's, a, there's a new video just like it was last year and it's going to carry on. But the great thing about it is we get to do this all again when it's safe, isn't it? We've got the parade to look forward to. We've got the, uh, the presentation of the trophy in the stadium again with all the fans. It's like a, a second Christmas day, isn't it? <laughs> boxing day, is that what you call it in England? <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. You've got a in Ireland. You've got a boxing day. But, um, it is, but it is weird. I, I think when you celebrate something that happens in, in a moment in time, I think it has to be celebrated in that moment. It's very hard to recreate a moment in history or in time and get the same feeling. I don't know what way you guys feel, but for me, when the moment happens, as in anything, a birthday party, an anniversary or a trophy win, it's that moment special when it's actually won, I think. To recreate a parade or recreate some big mad celebration, it can't be the same, although we're living in weird, strange Area 51 times, really. It's so weird time we're living in that maybe we will do. Klopp keeps talking about having this parade or this big celebration when the COVID goes away. I know crowds with some capacity will be allowed in the UK in October sometime. Let's hope. Let's hope. There's no second wave or third wave or stuff like that. But um, I'm going to celebrate the whole year, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, David. We've we've all waited thirty years for this bad boy. We're going to fucking milk it to the cows go. Like 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 you said at the beginning, mate. 
you've got United fans who give you shit all over the years, so this is your time to get them back, mate. So, yeah, good on you. <laughs> so, Mick, in terms of the content that's coming through, let's just focus on that little bit at the minute. We've had we've had really cool live streams from Gino and Alden where we where all lads were underneath the cop and going up one by one, and we've had the Nabby lad, and we've had Origi doing some cool stuff, and there's shitloads of stuff coming through. Uh, but what was one of your highlights of last night? Forget the, the trophy lift, that's obviously number one for everybody, but was there anything that sticks out in your mind where you've gone, you know, I fucking love seeing that. Um, I did enjoy that. I've seen the Trent interview with uh, Sky after the game. I thought that was really good. He was talking about, um, I think it might have been Sky actually, but there was another one. He'd done two, and anyway, one of them, he was like, he was, talk- he was talking with his family about how much the like the team has came and he was talking to his family about all that and how far they've came and obviously winning the Premier League and saying he was getting quite emotional about it and that was like terrific to see and he's, he's a local lad so it, 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 it's hard to say it means more but I think it does because obviously he's joined the club age six I believe and he's obviously he's, only, he's still only 21 now he's still a baby he's got so much more to achieve but yeah that was one of them and his interview with Sky with Carragher was quite good as well and obviously Carragher was asking him about it being like the, one of the first local lads to win the Premier League. Obviously, he, he tried and failed, unfortunately, a lot of times. And obviously, loads over the years, Stephen Gerrard and Robbie Fowler, Steve McManaman. So, for Trent to, to do that and be in the team that's done it, it is, is for me, is, is great because he, he deserves it. He, he's he's going to be one of the, he's one of the best in the world now, but in, in the future, he can be, he could, he could be the best player in the world if, if things go his way and in, injuries permitting. He's, well, last night showed you that free kick and that, that, and that assist for Bobby. That that right foot is just a, a wand, and he can he can be as good as he wants to be. Absolutely, Dave. Anything that you saw last night that we might have missed on Twitter or Instagram so far, where you've gone, that was brilliant. That bit, little bit of celebration. Anything, anything stand out for you? Um, the big thing was Kenny Dalglish, of course, uh, walking up with the trophy. I mean, I thought that was great. Do you know what I would have liked? I would have liked Stephen G, Stevie G with Kenny Dalglish. Handing it yeah. over. No, right. I, thought, I thought he was going to be involved somewhere. I know he's Rangers manager and stuff like that. And, but I know Klopp is a big fan of Stevie G and they're quite good friends and stuff. I actually thought that him and Kenny and Rush maybe, three of them would be there handing it over. You know, that yeah. would have been a nice, a nice touch because the stick he got off that famous slip against Chelsea. And the, I think that's probably why. Stick. Yeah, I think that's probably I, I why, mate, because... He didn't get him involved really at all, Gerard, did he? He wasn't involved well, in any celebrations. No, well, for me personally, mate, I think the reason why is because of what's been etched in, in the whole slip and how Steven Gerrard never won it and how Manchester United fans like to constantly remind us that Gerrard never won it. Think of it from Gerrard's perspective. If he, if he did be part of that celebration, then the jokes and the memes and the photographs would be all... And, and, he, and Gerrard would probably take away from what the lads have actually done. So it's fair play, see, because he has been quite quiet, really, hasn't he, since we've yeah. So... Obviously, from an emotional standpoint, it would have been great if he was there because he's done so much for the club. But I think that's probably why, and fair play to him, because the last thing he needs is more, is more shit in it. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but I just just thought. I was just looking at it, and I seen Rush in the stand. I seen King Kenny, of course, was always going to be there, wasn't he? But uh, listen, these guys have made us all proud, and I think there's a lot more to come from them uh, going forward. But I'm sure we'll talk about that soon. But it was just a great night all over. I had a few beers. I, I was I was live on YouTube, so I was watching it here, doing a video here. My little girl was jumping all over the place. Great, so mate. I didn't see a huge amount of content. I will watch it later. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? We all get distracted. I think we all recorded our 
respective uh, television sets and boxes for like 10 hours worth of content to, to, to keep forever and all that. So, I mean, I still look at the Champions League stuff. We all still go back. It's, it's yeah. memories. It's those moments, isn't it? You know, and last night, I, I was the same with you, Dave. I, I did it for, in a social distant way. We all went round to, uh, we did a dads and lads night at one of the lads who we go the match with. And it was uh, just the six of us. And it was a nice way to finish off a journey. We took the trophy with us, had some nice photographs with it. And yeah, it's just, I'm just like, you know, going to relive it all again. Um, but obviously, Mick, last night, um, the trophy lift was obviously the main focus of the whole day. Um, but there was the small matter of a football match before <laughs> the trophy lift, which uh, certainly lived up to the uh, the expectation and the uh, it lived up to the occasion, didn't it? It was mad. It was literally mad. Obviously, Cater bangs in that worldie after 23 minutes, which was an absolute... Talking about Stephen Gerrard, he would have been proud of that one. There's literally no keeper on the world. Throw, throw three keepers in goal and they don't save that. Absolute strike. Yeah, he was great on the night. And obviously, try and get that free kick. Obviously, I've seen a clip before with Lampard and um, Klopp having a bit of bit of handbags. That was uh, that was quite funny. And he's telling telling Peplin just to fuck off and all that, which is hilarious, saying it wasn't a free kick. And then try and go steps up and bags it top corner. Peplin is up jumping, trying to annoy him, which is boss. But yeah, great game. A bit, a bit annoying towards the end, obviously, when they started to come back, it got back to 4 3, wasn't it? Obviously, yeah, towards... well, I was I was just going to say it was because um, I did say Bobby had scored, though, didn't I? I did tell you last week that Bobby had scored. <laughs> Dave did as yeah. well. <laughs> uh, Thank but, God, obviously, because I think the, that, that record with that, which is El Hadji Juf, is the only number nine not to score at Anfield in a, in, in a season. In a season, it, yeah. It doesn't matter how good we all know Bobby Firmino is. Fucking Twitter would have blew up with that shit if you wouldn't have scored at Anfield. All the rival fans, Werner underscore Chelsea and all these little knobheads who crawl out the woodwork. <laughs> these little Twitter handles, like, who the fuck are you? And they've got, like, yeah. 70 followers. Like, how? That's and they're like, I was posting shit going, oh, Firmino, and uh, that means Firmino, and El Hadji for the same quality. You know, that type of bullshit fucking comments they always make. So, yeah, I'm glad he did that just to, just to get that monkey off his back, and he deserved it. He was also quality on the night as well. He did, mate. And it's well said that as well, mate. But Dave, um, how important was it to put in that kind of performance, especially not just because of the trophy lift and signing off in a great way at the end of the end of the game at Anfield, but it was important that we did play really well considering how the, the, the games have gone since the restart. It was, it was important for a load of reasons. Uh, we, we had a proud home record to keep. We, April 2017 was the last time we were beaten. I think it was Crystal Palace. So that record continues into next season. That, A, was important. B, we had a trophy lift, the first Premier League trophy ever, and the first major uh, league trophy in 30 years. So you didn't want to draw. You certainly didn't want to lose the game and then lift no. it because it would have been a, made a bit of a damp squib, to be honest. So the pressure was on that way, I think. Also, getting the 96 points was good for the never forget the 96. I thought that was poignant, and I'd seen a few people mention. I think Milner mentioned it as well, which was which was great. But um, I just thought the performance was mixed. Actually, we played well going forward, but defensively we were cut out once or twice. But to be honest, it didn't really matter about the game. It was all about the trophy lift. We needed to win the game. We did enough. Uh, Chelsea are a good side. Chelsea are going to be like they're building. The players coming in next year. We all know about the guys coming in. They're going to build. They only need one or two, maybe a defender, sort out the goalkeeping area. And they, they will be up there challenging maybe third, fourth place, definitely. So it was never going to be an easy game. And uh, we took our chances. Bobby, no luck getting the finish with the header, which was so important. As you said, he hadn't scored all season. 
lovely ball in and I was just happy with the result as I said because all, all our eyes were on the trophy lift really weren't they it was, it was an extra spectacle it was nearly an extra programme but uh, getting the win was huge getting the win getting the 96 points on the board and a few goals bit of entertainment it reminded me of the way we were two years ago win yeah. 4-3 win 5-3 but you know that's what it reminded me. I don't want to go back there, though. I like, I like, <laughs> like, like Alison, he's, he's more clean sheets than a five-star hotel up to this. You know, he was really <laughs> cleaning those sheets, baby. And I wanted to get back into management of hotels next season. <laughs> it, rem- it reminds me of like a, um, like a throwback to like Brendan Rodgers, you know, where we'd just literally outscore people, but we'd be yeah. absolutely right at the back. And in that respect, it, well, it was a good game. And like like Dave said, we didn't want to we didn't want to draw up, God forbid, lose that game. Obviously, the, for the home record, and also just going into the trophy lift, we didn't want to lose the game and then go, oh yeah, I'm. I'm by the way, we're Premier League champions. It would have been a bit, bit of a sour note to go into that trophy lift. And obviously, thank God we fucking got the win. To be honest, yeah, definitely, mate. And I think, like Dave touched on there, it, it was a great game of football, but. Dave rightly so touched on the defensive aspect of our game. Make we really struggle with Pulisic, and don't get me wrong, you know Pulisic is, is a fantastic player, and he's he's certainly stepping into those Hazard uh, shoes, and the, you know it doesn't look like Chelsea sort of missing Hazard that much. But we did struggle with Pulisic a little bit last night, and it was kind of it was quite worrying, really, wasn't it, in terms of the way the defense has been since the restart. I mean, again, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. I mean, like Graham Sooner said the other day, we. When they would last won the league in eighty nine ninety, they were they were on the piss almost every single day, and they'd like struggle to win the remaining five games. So it doesn't really matter. So people need to just stop and just not really worry too much about it for going into the next season, should they? But again, it's it's six one after the other. You can look at it in a really positive biased way, but you can also look at it on the flip side and go, listen, we were three 0 up, and then it was it was nearly four all. Yeah, it's it's one of them. I think if if the we need to win that game. We'd be way more tighter at the, at the back. I don't think that, that them goals happen. Obviously, we took you touched on there, Pulisic. He's, I've always rated him. He's, I think he's he cost a lot of money, but he's only twenty one. He came on with half an hour to go, didn't he? So and the, mm. his pace and agility, he's, he's he is electrifying when he's on it. And he just he just turned up last night, and our defense was maybe a bit tired or had the their eyes on um, Hendo getting lifting that trophy and just just switched off, and it, it happens. But it was a bit. It wasn't like us to, to be seeing goals like that. Obviously, I think the first goal was um, he ran past a couple, and I was like, Jesus Christ, he's looking like Thierry Henry against that, that, that goal where he like. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it was like that in a way, and he just took it round everyone. I was like, Jesus Christ, and he plays in a boss ball, then he scores that, that second goal. And I was like, yeah, he, he, he did well. But uh, like Dave said, Chelsea. Chelsea are really strong side, like, like for me, like, like Dave took on. They're going to. Be challenging top four next year. I don't think they've got enough to win. To be no, they're shit at the back, yeah. aren't they? They're shit at the back. So the top I mean, they've got some, good, got some good players in there, but like you're not going to win anything with fucking Kepper in goal. There's there's no way. Like Marcus Alonso's good going forward, he's shit going back. His Pilaquets is solid. Got a few solid players in there, but they need a bit of an overhaul in terms of that. I know the back. They've got Werner. They're going for Havertz. I mean, they've already got Zayech as well. So they've got going forward. They're going to be electrifying, but it's it's just. Can they can they keep enough clean sheets and and uh, plug the, plug them gaps at the back really? Which mm. I don't think we're able to do. No, it's and it's a really good point you make, and I, I like what you said about um, the defense maybe having one eye on the trophy. What if Joe Gomez was just stood at the back and he was just looking at the podium at the cop end, going, "Yeah, I'm going to be up there in a bit." And go, "Oh fuck, yeah. there's the shit." <laughs> I'm running to get Pulisic. 
my hands on that bad boy. Yeah, it must have exactly. been. Exactly, yeah. It's just so Dave, encouraging. Well, yeah, it is so encouraging, mate. It yeah, really is. Um, but Dave, we were just... Mick touched on there about the mentality of, of the team of, of being, you know, it's, it's a close to, to being for all and then... The, they just go, do you know what? Fuck this, we're gonna score a fifth and just it's the mentality monsters thing is again that clops instilled in them. Um and I just think that's so vital going into the next season, isn't it? That the fact that they've won this now. They've you know, they've won the Champions League as well, and it's let's go again, let's go and get them both again. Well, well, look at us last year. I mean, I, I was worried last year for the fact to get ninety seven points. Like we haven't even got ninety seven points now. Well, look, we've 96. Like last year, getting 97, not winning it. I was slightly worried because I was saying to myself, we've got 97 points and we didn't win it. How are we going? How are we ever going to win it? It was like a, it's like a hoodoo or a voodoo course, some sort of course on us. Now, obviously, winning the Champions League was a lovely little caveat to having the background and it was coming later and that was lovely. That was a must-win final right away against Forbes, which we did win, of course. And then the floodgates opened. It was all about winning the first trophy. Uh, obviously, the 4-0 against Barca was the big one. That was the probably in the last 50 years, one of the best games ever, biggest wins for Liverpool. But that opened the floodgates, Super Cup, Champions League, Super Cup, Club World Cup, Premier League, what we wanted, the Holy Grail, it's in the bag. What do we do now next season going forward? We're obviously going to have to um, put up a good fight to hold on to the Premier League because I think City will be stronger next year, won't lose as many, I think lost nine games or something like that, they won't lose nine games again. You have United strengthening, you'll have Chelsea or a decent, even maybe Arsenal with uh, Sideshow Bob, maybe strengthening, you never know. But uh, So Liverpool, you know, and, and there's a lot of talk and transfers, not people coming in. I think we'll do a bit of business though, I really do. It depends on who goes out, but I think we'll do a bit of business because we just have to. We just have yeah. to, I think. You know? Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to comment on fucking uh, transfers at the minute after the shit I've had this week over Thiago, so I'm going to keep my gob shut there with that one. Because uh, I don't know who Tiago is. I'm sure you two can probably tell me who the fuck what that is. Was that, what was that Tiago <laughs> quote you said? <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's just, we, we, me and Mick were talking about it off her before, and uh, we might as well talk about it now. It was this, uh, we, we you know, got together with the guys from the Red Men TV, had a little chat about the abuse that Gina Wijnaldum's had. Uh, and it's so unfair that there's people on Twitter that want to get a fantastic player out of the club in order to fuel their thirst for an extra transfer. And I... I Basically, I was taking the mick out of those idiots who don't appreciate the world of football. But it made me sound like I didn't know who Thiago was or no Liverpool fan knew who he was. And I was like, whoever's clicked that 12 seconds, if you just clicked 20, it might have been all right. But yeah, oh, mate, it's, been, it's not been a good couple of days, but, you know, give a shit. I'll just, uh, when, when, if Thiago does that, I'm just going to write him a little letter saying, sign this shit for me because I don't know who you are. <laughs> but going back to, to players that are going to be leaving, and I, I don't really want to talk too much about transfers on this because we'll do that for another show, Dave. But there's one player that will be leaving, and I was absolutely gutted he didn't get on last night. Um, and I, Mick, I'll come to you first about it. Sorry, Dave. Um, Adam Lallana. Um, I think, given that if, the, if we were three or four nil or four, it was four one, I think he probably would have been ready to come on. Um, but it, I, I was a little bit disappointed we didn't get to see Adam Lallana in his final bow at, at Anfield. Putting that aside, Adam Lallana has been one of the foundations of this Klopp side and that needs to be recognised, doesn't it? Definitely. Like we, We've touched on before how important he was. I think it was 15, 16, wasn't it? Klopp's first year. I always think of obviously the Norwich late winner and he runs and jumps on Klopp's back and then there's all videos flipping around with the Baywatch music over it, which is boss. Uh, yeah, he was first name on team sheet. First name on the team sheet, he was modern professional, and it says a lot. I think that I think LFC Twitter get a, 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 
quite involved in the Lalana Klopp relationship, and they're like, why, why, did, why does Klopp like him? Well, because he's a modern professional, and he and he's a quality player. Like these injuries he's had, if he wouldn't have had all these injuries, he would have been, he would have still been in the team now, pretty much playing, playing like half the Premier League games. But obviously now he's on the fringes, and he's going to be leaving at the end of the season, which which is sad. And fair play to him for. For, for going because he doesn't he does need to go and get those obviously play enough, play enough games and get play first team games because obviously he's not getting enough of that now. But yeah, his his legacy won't be an amazing one. But I'm glad that we won the Premier League and for him as well to just just to get that before he went. And that's a, the best way to go out. Obviously, the, 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 the his stats for Liverpool aren't aren't the best in terms of appearances. Obviously, because of all the injuries, but. Quality player, and yeah, like you said, that those foundations were built by him. And then obviously, when Genie came in, it was like the building blocks. And obviously, Klopp wanted Lallana to be more of a mainstay in the team, and it was a shame that he weren't because of all those injuries. But now, terrific player, and he goes with all our blessing. And I hope he goes on to do great, great things with whoever he goes to. Yeah, it's perfect way to to send them off there. But Davey, De- Adam Lallana definitely deserves that Premier League winners medal, doesn't he? Yeah, I actually thought he was coming on. The, the, the camera kept going to him, and I thought he was coming on. Did you? I, I, I yeah, did no, did. As you said, I mean, Klopp, I don't know whether it, Klopp is sentimental in ways, but I, one of the, I won't mention his name, but you know who I'm talking about, one of the commentators that everybody loves mentioned that uh, Lalana probably won't even get a run out tonight because Klopp is so professional and just has his eyes on the win and whatever tactics he won't just throw someone on for the for the you know the sentimental value in it. Um, but uh, as I said, Lalana in pajamas, as I call him, he's been unbelievable. He he has been. I seen a quote last night. He's only started eight percent of the last three seasons in the Premier League. I mean, wow. it's, it's ridiculously terrible. Like eight percent start. I mean, who will forget the moment he came on? Obviously against United, got the one-one yeah. the equaliser at all Trafford of course but um, hopefully we see him at Newcastle the weekend he deserves some few minutes anyway he's going to get a medal will he, will he even get a medal has he played five games sure he's got yeah, he has. yeah, he, 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 yeah he's got one yeah he got, oh, he got one last night he's been a good player model pro never in trouble never moans even when he's out of team even when he's injured I, I think Jordan Henderson's a good friend of his the two of them are good mates so it'll be sad to see him go but I hope whoever he goes to they're getting a good player and that he gets a, a season or two or three playing on the pitch because that's really what he wants to do and what he deserves. Yeah, yeah exactly, mate. He'll, he'll, whoever he goes on, which, sorry, whichever team he goes to, they'll be getting a fantastic player who, who can still start 38 games a season and still put in massive performances and he'll be a great player if he goes. And like Mick said, he's, he leaves with fond memories. Um, but Dave, I want to, last couple of questions now, I want to touch on what, what you said before um, about the 96... Uh, winning the 96 on 96 points and then the Chelsea and City game sort of finished in the 96th minute. Again, you, you couldn't write these things, could you? you know, people need to say, that's not just a coincidence in my book and stuff like that. That's, that's special, isn't it? It is special, of course. I've seen a few things on Twitter. Now, Twitter's toxic. You have to be careful on Twitter. But um, a lot, I think the, what was it, the 96, the Twitter, the main Twitter page, the Hillsborough page tweeted about it mentioned 96 minutes and something else, maybe what you were talking about, but um, listen, no one will ever forget the 96. I mean, that was, I, I actually remember it well. I was playing snooker at the time. We made on the snooker hall. Snooker was big in the 80s, by the way, because you guys are too young. But uh, snooker was huge in the 80s. But at Liverpool, I remember playing Forest in the background. Those people were yeah. playing Forest. 
but I'll always remember it. What a sad, sad day that was. But um, was apt, of course, to win it in '96, and I'm sure they were looking down, smiling at us, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is, mate. It certainly is, and that's um. It, it was just rounded off a special night, didn't it, boys? And it's it's something that's going to be, uh, we're going to milk it for for all it's worth, and we're going to enjoy it uh, fully. But last thing I just want to talk about, um, because tomorrow uh, the PFA Player of the Year awards gets announced finally. Um, you know, a few months a uh, few months late. Not, not going to be a ceremony. She's going to just going to be announced. I'm sure that whoever's won has already gotten their their prize or whatever. And they've already been informed. So, uh, Mick, I'll come to you first, mate. In terms of obviously, there's a, a great list of nominees and Liverpool players dominate it. But what there's been talk of the last, especially last six months, uh, it's been uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Sadio Mane, and Jordan Henderson that are the top three apparently for for the award. Uh, before we come on to the main award, uh, the nominees for the Young Player of the Year award, you've got Marcus Rashford, you've got James Madison, you've got Jack Grealish, and obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold's in there as well. So, first of all, come to you first, Mick, about Young Player of the Year. Who's going to get that, in your opinion? Trent. Yeah? It's, yeah, obviously those are the ones you touched on there. I, I, probably more than deserving as well, but Trent, for me, he's, like I said before, he's, he is the creative outlet in this team. And without him in the team, without him coming of age as well in these last couple of years and really showing his quality, we wouldn't have won any of these trophies. And you can mm-hmm. talk about Van Dijk and Alisson as being like the integral, integral cogs in that, and they were, but the... Simon Robertson and getting Trent in and he's, he's still a baby he's still 21 years old for me he's gonna he's amazing and I, the fact that he's a scouser that I like I touched on before the fact that he's won it won the Premier League as a scouser a local lad from West Derby it's yeah it was, it was written in the stars for him for me he deserves it because yeah I, th- I think most of those awards should go to the to, to the team who, who win the league and that the fact that we've won it in the way we have obviously with COVID coming around and having a three-month break and then going back again and then we, st- we still got over the line. But like the, this season's been absolutely amazing and it'll go down as one of the one of the, the best teams ever. And I'm sure it's a main, main part of that. Definitely, mate. Uh, Dave, have you got uh, any thoughts besides Trent? I mean, it, could there be a case for Marcus Rashford given the uh, the season he's had and maybe the, the, the government turnaround he, he got? Maybe that could help him? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's Trent all day for me. Oh, okay, big, big clap for uh, Rashford. Yeah, of course. absolutely, it goes out. It, humani- it was a humanitarian thing, of course, and it was brilliant. A lot of kudos and that. And he's only a young, he's a good player. He's a really oh, good Greenwood. That Mason guy, Greenwood, is he? He's a very Whoa. good player. But yeah. uh, no, Trent all day long. As Lionel Richie said, all night long. Trent, all night long, baby. But uh, <laughs> just, and that free kick last night. Oh. I mean, he's been doing it. His crosses. We know all about his assists. I mean, it's just not Trent. Oh my, I don't see how you can even see past Trent. Winner's medal around his neck. Are you mad? Yeah. No, very good point, mate. Very good point. Um, so, obviously, the main award, we just said before, that the top three nominees there are Hendo, Mane and Kevin De Bruyne. Now, there's a lot of emotion involved with uh, the shouts, isn't there, Mick, in terms of, like, Hendo. Mane had a great, um, has had a, a fantastic season. He was one of the reasons that we were so good uh, up until Christmas. But Kevin De Bruyne is something else in terms of a special player. And, Mick, you said before that you think it should always go to the player that's the, for the team that's won the league. Whereas, you look at the last couple of times we've won it, Van Dijk's won it and we didn't win the league. Salah won it and we didn't win the league. Suarez won it and we didn't win the league. Is this a case of where Liverpool win the league and maybe Kevin De Bruyne gets it? Because let's face it, 
he's a he's a player that every Liverpool fan loves, and he could get it, couldn't he, based on how good he is as a footballer? Yeah, well, I think he's on. I think he's on thirty goal involvements. I think it's eleven goal and nineteen assists. The lad's a genius. I, I love absolutely. it when you come out with them stats. I do. When you pull out them stats, Michael, I just love it. I love it. Every week you're pulling out a stat like that. I just fucking love it. Carry always, on. Sorry. Always screwed on, lad. Always screwed on. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's boss, isn't he? Like you, you just—he's one of them. You just you watch him and you think he is just class. He just he picks the ball up in in spaces and he just makes it look easy. Like he's that right foot is is, is as good as Trent's and that them, them three balls are just always perfect. And it's kind of it's nice from in a way that he obviously he was at he was at Chelsea then he left and came back. So for me, it's kind of like a Mo Salah story. Like he, he didn't it didn't happen for him. He went away and then came back again, and he, he's he's doing the business. And yeah, he's he's one of the best. He's probably the one of the best midfielders in the world and one of the best players in the world. So he's more than deserving. And if he did win it, I wouldn't be complaining too much because, like you said, Jay, there's been times when we've not won the league and our outstanding players won the won that award instead. Who well, would you give it to though? I would give it to I'd give it to Henderson. Like we touched on, um, Mane's had a terrific season. I think he's got seventeen goals. I think so. Um, yeah, he's he's been amazing, and so is Mo Salah as well. I don't think he gets the kudos he deserves for the goals he's he's bagged this season as well. But um, Henderson, I think he just deserves it. He definitely deserves it. There's performance I always think of is that a Leicester away, and I've never seen a more dynamic performance in, in midfield and just like literally driving us forward than that game since since we had Steven Gerrard that Leicester performance for me he was literally everywhere he was just setting the tempo picking the ball pinging passes running down the right side whipping balls in he was just amazing there's been quite a few of those this, this season in the goal against Wolves away as well I think Edder off a corner just one there but just cap these just so many captains performances and it's like he's really He's, I think he's he's stepped up his game the last couple of years, and that in turns provided the recognition that he's starting to get. So for me, it would be a bit of a fairy tale if, if he did get it. But either of those three, Mane, Henson, or De Bruyne, in the in in the mix, either any of them could win. Really, yeah. but if if it would be Liverpool, I don't. I hope Jordan Henderson gets it. Fair enough, mate. I love, I love the way you've, you've summed that up there as well. And Dave, what, what Mick's just said there is the fairy tale part of it. I mean, John Henderson has been at this club for, for nearly 10 years and, you know, signed by Kenny Dalgleish. It was very apt that he got given the trophy yesterday by Kenny Dalgleish in a, in a different kind of way. But for you, does is Henderson your player of the year? Yeah, because of, there's a load of reasons. But one of the main reasons is when he came in from Sunderland, when uh, Kenny signed him, he got some stick. He's put up with some stick from his own fans, from Liverpool fans. Up until maybe two or three years, he still gets stick. He actually still gets stick. Up until today. So I'm not one of those people that give him stick, but I mean, he's took so much stick that he deserves a trophy just for the stick he's taken. Yeah. But um, the fact that he's, he's a good lad, he's a, proper, he's a proper professional. His game has got, in the last, say, three years, has just gone... He used to be sideways. Everybody's kind of a sideways man. Now he's forward. He's looking forward. As Mick said, he drives the team forward. You've seen he's been out of the team recently. The difference in midfield's huge. You know, you only know how good a player is when they're missing. So, Hendo, for me, deserves it. Will he get it? I don't know. I hope he gets it. Uh, I call him the shuffle meister. He's the shuffle master of all. He's, he's done the shuffle now a few times. So, I'm hoping he wins it. Man, he's had a great season too. And we all know KDB, Kevin De Bruyne, who's a Liverpool fan, by the way, um, has been brilliant. But 
I can't see past Henderson. I think it would be a travesty if, if anybody else gets it. Just the way it's worked out. Premier League champions, captain. He's had an unbelievable season. Uh, Jordan Henderson, for me, has to win it. Yeah, no, very well said, both. Yeah, it's hard to argue with with any of them, is it? Unless, like you said, speaking from the heart, I would love Jordan Henderson to get that trophy. But like you said, Mick, all three of them, you couldn't argue with any of the top three, could you? So, listen, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure there. That has been arguably one of the best episodes of the Copac Podcast we've ever had because we've been finally able to talk about Liverpool being the, uh, the the champions of the Premier League. So, champions of Europe, champions of the world, and now finally champions of the Premier League. Uh, Dave, I just want to say thank you very much, mate, for joining us. Uh, for those of you that haven't checked out Dave's channel, go and check it out. It's absolutely real. We'll put a link in the description for you. Dave, thanks for your Copac debut, mate. You're going to come back on? I'll be on all the time, baby. Just give me the shout. I'm ready to roll all the time. <laughs> Love it, mate. Uh, Mick, as always, mate, my partner in crime, thank you very much uh, for, for your beautiful insight and those stats and just everything that you do, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this for the first season with you and we've managed to win this bad boy. Not going to read into anything that, not saying we had nothing out to do with it. We sat on our asses, but you know the most. It's been great. But, but you could say it was because we started this channel. I mean, that's not like me. I'm the man. There you go. Exactly, mate. Well, listen, uh, thank you very much for watching. Um, and we will be back after the Newcastle game to sort of sum up the season. And uh, Mick, sign us off, will you? We'll see you next time. Podcast Network.